Uh, whether you're a teacher or a substitute teacher, you need to learn about Kahoot. And if you like some other tool like that better, you're wrong. All right, I did that opening like that on purpose because those of you that don't use Kahoot, I'm going to try to get you fired up a little bit. Let me say this, though. I hate to keep talking about the podcast itself, but you remember last week I mentioned that the funny episode two episodes ago had become our most popular episode in the last year in its first week. Last week's episode about hiding substitute teachers' miscues was more popular. So thank you guys for all that. And it's exciting this week because it was obvious that we have some brand new subscribers because a few of them went back and downloaded every episode we've had. So as you can expect, we had a nice spike in our listening this week. So thank you for all that. Just a couple of comments before I go on some things that happened this week and some things I want you to do. First of all, to go back to our funny episode, I was accidentally funny once this week. Wasn't expecting it to be funny, but this was a week our school, I guess the state requires a fire drill once every month. I'm at a high school right now, so we did that this week, and we have to go out a certain door, out a certain way, as everybody and we have to assemble in a certain area, although there are other classrooms out there. And then we have a green card and a red card. If we take roll and everybody's there, we hold up our green card to know, show that we're safe and the principal waves us back in. We hold up a red card if we're missing somebody. So that's what the routine is. Well, I wanted to go out after the students because I wanted to make sure everybody left the room. So I have a gentleman in my class, football player, very nice guy, very intelligent guy that is about, he told me, I want to say even 6'6", maybe, but there's no doubt he can be seen. So I said, all right, when we go outside, assemble around this guy, I gave his name, and they all laughed, including him. So I thought that was funny. So I said, man, I meant that as a compliment. And he just smiled and nodded his head. Also, I hope you to give you a reason today to go to our Substitute Teachers Lounge Facebook group because I just posted there something about a petition that is going through my high school right now. In fact, I almost considered having today's episode about that, but I want to see how it progresses this next week and what what, if any, decisions are made about it, but it has to do with a young lady who started a petition about the dress code. Now, it's not as strict as a dress code that you see at a middle school, where a lot of them, you know, have the khaki pants and the collared shirt type dress code. In high school, most of the dress code is just based around immodesty, so I'll just say it that way. But there was a petition going around that basically, I'll paraphrase and if this student is listening, I hope you forgive me of not wording it the same way you did. But in a nutshell, it has to do with the petition feels that the dress code is slanted against females because males have a problem. 
So let's stew on that a little while. The, the question that I presented in the group was how should a substitute teacher react to that, if at all? So jump in there and comment. Then I hope maybe to have an episode about that. Remember, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, so we're all about students standing up for things they believe in. So that's something fun you can do this week. Jump over to Substitute Teachers Lounge Facebook group and comment on that. And then the last little announcement thing I'll say before we get started with the episode is always be ready and be prepared when the unusual happens. This past Thursday, my volleyball match got postponed because one of the teams had some quarantine situation, so it was pushed two weeks back, so I had a free night. So I went out and watched a volleyball match for a high school in my local area, and it just so happens that the head referee that night was a close friend of mine, as most of my fellow referees are, but this one, we both enjoy working together and and we look forward to seeing each other. And it just so happened that he thought that he was getting a little bit dizzy and he thought maybe he wasn't going to be able to do the match. So he texted me while I was sitting there in my street clothes saying, Greg, you might have to fill in tonight. And I say all that just to say this, you never know when you're going to be asked to fill in. So always be prepared, even if it's in the classroom I know I've been pulled, I've, I've thought I've gone in to substitute teach for somebody and I ended up getting pulled maybe to a different class. It's happened once when a another substitute teacher showed up for one period and then left and didn't come back after the first period. I've had to fill in for that. I've been in situations where I filled in for four different teachers in the same day because they were kind of doing some rotation things. So always be prepared to fill in when needed. All right, now before you say, Greg, haven't you already done an episode about Kahoot? And the answer would be yes. That was episode four. That was over two years ago. I've learned so much about it, and I purposely made that opening statement to try to make some of you mad that don't use Kahoot. And usually, if you don't use Kahoot for this type of tool, you're using either Quizizz, that's Q-U-I-Z-I-Z-Z, or maybe I've got the Z's reversed, or Quizlet. So I know that, but here's where I'm coming from. Granted, I learned Kahoot first. I've used Quizlet. I've used quizzes. I like Kahoot better. Maybe if I had discovered one of the others before I discovered Kahoot, I would like them better. I don't think so. I like some of the formatting, but honest to goodness, guys, when you take up for the tools that you're using that's not Kahoot, the reasons I've heard teachers say they don't like Kahoot and why they like theirs better, every reason they mention as to why they like theirs better, well, Kahoot does that too. They just don't know about it. They only know about the fun and game side, and there's plenty of that out there. In fact, if you go in and type Kahoot into Google right now, the little blip that'll show up will say Kahoot, a video game. Well, immediately, some of your traditional teachers will be turned off right away because I ain't using a video game in my classroom. But that's just because people have used that description before. So I know a lot of, I think it was Quizlet. Yeah, it was Quizlet that my regular teacher this week offered to one of the classrooms as a review. 
and it had some. She's actually giving me a kahoot too. She's they, it's had some task cards. I've heard people say that like it. Say I like Quizlet for its task cards. Well, kahoot's got that too, and I say that because everything I've heard mentioned about oh I just don't like kahoot. I just don't like those competitive things. Well, it's obvious to me that they haven't looked into Kahoot. I will t- to all that Kahoot offers. I will tell you this: I have sat down and prepared a twenty-question test, and for you substitutes, maybe a twenty-question. I'll give you some ideas about how to prepare Kahoot that will help you out as a substitute here in just a moment. But I prepared a twenty-question test when I was preparing for a long-term sub-situation where I was giving them a test the next day. I asked the teacher, and she said, sure, I think that's great. And to be honest, it's a little selfish because Kahoot has a great grading and reporting system. So I absolutely hate grading paper tests. I've almost gotten to the point I refuse. In fact, the teacher I'm teaching for right now, I said, I would rather go through the trouble of converting your paper test over to Kahoot, or at least a Google form quiz. And she said, that's fine. I have no problem with that at all. But Kahoot will grade your test. You'll see the percentages instantly. The students will see their scores instantly so that they don't have to wait forever to find out a score from a teacher. And maybe the best part is all the neat reports you can get from Kahoot. They basically list the percentages the questions that prove to be most difficult. I know there are some teachers out there, and you can't do this with every class because if you got to learn it, you got to learn it. But there's some teachers out there that if they see 75% of the class or maybe higher than that, miss the same question, well, maybe they'll reconsider the question or at least the way the question is worded. Did I lead the students astray when I when I put that question in there? Kahoot tells you all that. It ranks the questions in difficulty level based on the responses of the students. So the thing that I really wanted to emphasize, that 20-question test that I designed, I did in about 30 to 45 minutes, and I I could have done it faster if I hadn't been watching a football game at the time because I looked up several times while I was designing it. It's a piece of cake. Now, There's some utilities in the Google Classroom quiz form that I like better, but it's a little more cumbersome. The Google Classroom, I I could not have designed that same test in 30 to 40 minutes in the Google Classroom form, although I do like that quite a bit too. So I'm going to walk you through some things to make sure you know about. First of all, let me right off the bat help most the substitute teachers listening that are only in there maybe one day at a time, I would encourage you to do this as I've always done. Try your best to find out who you're substituting for and what the subject is. And even as specific as possible down to the grade level and rather than just the class topic, what that individual day's topic is going to be. And then sit down and prepare a little Kahoot for yourself. While I'm talking to you, I'm going to switch over to my Kahoot screen. And I'm looking at a a test I converted from one of my regular teacher's tests. Now, I did this 
to help me grade, and I will make a suggestion. And by the way, by the time I get finished, I will tell you one thing that I don't like about Kahoot. In fact, a couple of things. So it's not like I think it is, you know, the best thing since sliced butter. Sliced butter. I guess that would be sliced bread, wouldn't it? That's an old phrase anyway. Sorry about that, you young people out there. What I did, I took her test. The, the first time I used Kahoot this year, and I asked her permission, of course, I went in and I designed a Kahoot test. It's, it's pretty easy. It takes you through the steps. You click the Create button. I'm doing that now as I'm talking to you. The things that will come up is Create a New Kahoot. If you're into templates, there are templates included for Get to Know Your Teacher, Kahoot for Formative Assessment, Teach with Slides, Student Selfie Kahoot, Introduce New Topics with a Blind Kahoot. So there's several different templates even listed there that you could use. But if you just click New Kahoot, you then start, you, you give your Kahoot overall, give it an overall title and the settings. The settings have to do with music. One thing I don't like, it's hard to get the music to go away. You can't just click none. You have to pick a tune. So then you have to play around with your own volume to get the music not to play if you don't want it to. And the slides, of course, is similar to the flip cards that you see in those other programs. As I'm looking over to the side, you can have questions that are quiz, true, false, type an answer, puzzle, and then other things more complicated than that if you choose to go to their premium version. I did it just because I like it. You don't have to do that, though. You do not have to use their premium version. Then you go to the section that talks about time limits. You can give several different time limits for a question from 20 seconds, 31 minute, minute and a half, two minutes, and four minutes. But when you use it for a test, I would recommend it doesn't really matter. Always set it on four minutes. And I'll tell you something that I've learned since I first started using that. So that's the time part. Points, they're standard points. That's usually if you're do going to do a competitive thing. In fact, if you're going to use this for tests, make sure that you don't click standard because then it will rank the students. And even on a test, it will show the students how their score compared to other keeping in mind that part of their score in Kahoot might be based on time. So if you're going to use it for a test, go down and click no points. And then there's also a double point option if you do use it for competitive reasons again. again. And then answer options. You've got a choice of single select or multi-select. Multi-select, you're going to have some tests sometimes where there's more than one answer. That's when you would use that. If there's two correct answers and you want them to pick both, that's when you would use that. That's when you would count it wrong if they only select one. Now, that's another one of Kahoot's fallbacks. So unless, if anybody's out there knows a way around this, if you choose multi-answer and they miss one of the two, it's going to count it wrong. I went back and gave them half credit with the, it was actually the teacher's idea for getting it half right. So I can't really tell that there's any way to make that adjustment. But to make a long story short, I would go through, you add questions, you can copy one question to the next question if it's very similar. You can also put notations in there. Like if you teach math, you can put sigma signs and delta signs and all kinds of stuff like that. But here's where it comes in handy for tests. This week, I designed, I guess it was last week, I designed a test through this that was at the last minute. We had, I'd already made copies of paper tests, 
But I told the teacher that I, I'm always worried when I grade paper tests, I never get through a stack of grading paper tests without making a manual mental mistake of my own. So I always like to automate it so that it grades the test for me. So I designed one Kahoot test where all I did was put down the question number. I put question one, and they read the question on the paper, but then put their answer in Kahoot. Okay? Now, another drawback with Kahoot a bit is once they answer a Kahoot question, they will see their answer. They'll know immediately they got it wrong, and they can't go back. So in this case, I suggested to them, answer the questions on the paper first. If you want to go back and review them, do that, and then put your answers in Kahoot. And of course, there's always a chance they'll misclick. But at the same time, there's always a chance that they'll know the answer on paper. And for some reason, just they get a brain warp and, and they mark the wrong answer. So that happens in all formats. So I've, to, I've shared with you a couple of ideas about doing a test. If you want to have a paper on one side and have, you know, just take a grade cam. If you know about grade cam, it's similar to that, except it's a lot easier. You don't have to throw bunches of papers in a reader. You know, occasionally there's a glitch in that, but Kahoot is perfect in that respect. The issues you will fall into. One of the students' computers may be having a glitch in the middle of the test, sometimes so bad that they'll have to go in and take it under another name. Doesn't happen very often, but you have to be prepared for that. You could do the test in two different ways. You can set your timer at the maximum four minutes, and then... Every question has four minutes to answer. Now, if you do it that way, the only time that matters is if you're if everybody is taking the test at the exact same time. Or in other words, you're projecting question number one up on the screen, and everybody's got four minutes to answer that. Okay? And then you'll see when they're finished. If everybody answers it in 30 seconds, well, then the question closes it. It immediately shows the correct answer on the screen. So what I do, if a, if a student tells me before the answers are out there that they had a glitch, I tell them, all right, look down, look away from the screen. I'll come to your paper. I'll see what you meant for your answer to be before the answer shows, and I'll give you credit for that. And that works out pretty good. But of course, that's the exception to the rule. Now, what th that's one way to do it. Do it that way if you feel comfortable about it. Make sure that you use that no point option on each question because you do not want to see a ranking in Kahoot when you're taking a test. They, it might still show that one of them is in first place, but they're in first place because there's no points assigned. So they're, they're tied for, everybody's tied with zero. So do it that way. Now, the better way to do it, I think, in a test, the only drawback is that they're all taking it at different times. But essentially, that's what happens on a paper test, too. They're all taking it at different speed levels. So I'm going to go back onto my Kahoot screen and walk through what I did this week. You set the test up when you open your test. You go down to where it says play. You click play. Then the two options that come up are teach and assign. 
teach is when you're either doing a competitive hoot, you're doing a get acquainted hoot, hoot. By the way, before I forget, all you substitute teachers that teach mainly a day at a time, have a get acquainted hoot out there for the kids just to fill in at the end of class if you have some time or try to find out what the topic is and just do a short kahoot for fun at the end of class. Your students will appreciate that. The way I would recommend you do a test is go into, when you click play, go into assign, okay? When you bring up this assign challenge, you have a date and a time, and that is the deadline. So you decide when you want all of that to be back in. Now, make it long enough to allow for some latecomers if that's what you want to do. Because once the challenge is over, it's not coming back. You can set up a new challenge for the late people, but that one is not coming back. So set that time. Then the first option is with the question timer on. So click that so that it turns off. I wish that it would default to off because if you do a challenge, I don't understand why there would ever be a reason of having a limit on a challenge. This way, everybody shows up to class. They click the link that you give them. I I load mine in Google Classroom as assignment, and I say, click this link. If you're familiar with Kahoot, you know that normally you need a PIN number. With this, you don't. You click that link, and then you don't need a PIN number. It takes you right to that. They can immediately start taking the, the test that you put on Kahoot, and since you turn the question timer off, They've got as much time as they want. In fact, to be honest, if you don't insist that they have it completed by the end of the class, they can take as long as they want. You can tell from the Kahoot reports when they turn their test in. So that's not an issue as far as you're being able to follow that situation. So you do that. You click Create. It will take you to a screen and give you a link. That is the link then that you copy and paste. If you use Google Classroom, for instance, you copy and paste that link, or you could actually email it to each one of them, however you prefer to do that part of it. But to me, that was a perfect way to get a te- give a test. Now, obviously, there's some students you're going to have to accommodate some things for. Some students just do better with paper. Make them a paper copy of this. That's easy enough. All you got to do is pull it up, click print, and they've got a paper copy, okay? They can do it from that, and you've got one test to manually grade. You're still ahead of the game in that respect. Some people, I'll be, you know, it's not so much that they have to see it on paper, but I've done this across 100 students, and really only one of them fell into this category. This student just got a lot more stressed when they were taking. I let them use their iPhones to take the test. It, it's formatted real well. When they're taking it to ha- a test on a device and clicking buttons that way, it it stressed them out a little bit. So identify those students and make sure you give them a paper copy too. This will save you so much time. For instance, if you give a test in fourth period and fifth period is your planning, you could conceivably have their grades loaded maybe 15 minutes after they leave because you look at your Kahoot report, you could run a copy if you wanted, but I usually just open up two browser windows, set them side by side. I've got my grades on my Kahoot report. I've got Infinite Campus, the grade part 
open up on the other side of my screen, and I just enter it straight down the line. Class of 30 students, I could probably have done in five minutes. So they immediately will see their grades, and it's beautiful for both sides of the argument. So those of you quizzes, Quizlet fans, continue using what you like to use but don't start griping about my Kahoot because you don't know enough about it, okay? It will do everything that there's other two tools will do, and I think it is the best of the bunch.